Hi, welcome to Some of My Best Friends Are Kabbalists. Uh, here is the second part of my conversation with Rav Nelson Altaglik. And I think it, it leads us to a very positive ending. And I hope you enjoy it. Take care. You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kibalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. The, um, the National Book Award in 1952 or three, it was called Goodbye Columbus and Other Stories by Philip Roth. One of the books, it was a collection of stories, many of them published in the New Yorker and other places, uh, that Philip Roth wrote. You might be familiar with Eli the Fanatic. One of the stories that's printed in there is a story called The Conversion of the Jews. And it has a little boy called Ozzie Friedman. Ozzie Friedman is goes to a Talmud Torah somewhere in New York or New Jersey. And um, he is bothered by a question. And his question is, why can't God, if he can do all these miracles, why can't he create a, 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 a child without intercourse? Right? Because the rabbi... Rabbi, uh, uh, I think uh, Rabbi Binder, his name was, who was obviously very, uh, you know, Roth was telling you, you know, he's binding and being so, so mitzumtzum, was saying, no, that's impossible. That God cannot do that. That's one thing God won't be able to do. That's right. And of course, Ozzy Freeman, who's a free person, right? Ozzy is saying that. Oh, those no. symbolic names. So Ozzy says, no. <laughs> God, if, why can't it? Why can't God create? And, you know, and, and therefore, he, he, and he's so upset by Ozzy when he looks around and he sees uh, his, his family when they're, when they're reading the story of a TWA plane crash. And they're noting, oh, look at all the Jews that were on there. Like, you know, it's either his brother or his uncle. Somebody is, is reading the paper and is noticing only the Jews, like the, the particularity of the Jews and only caring about Jewish pain and suffering. And Ozzy then, um, he, 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 he gets very upset and somehow Rabbi Binder hits him and he runs out of class um, and he runs up to the roof and people believe that Ozzy is going to kill himself. And the, uh, the, the whole fire department comes out and, and the, the rabbi and the, and the shamish, and he says, he's, he's going to jump. He's going to jump. He doesn't mean to jump. The only way he's not going to jump is if he gets everybody, including the shamans from Europe, who only speaks Yiddish, to kneel on the ground and say, that God could create, God could uh, create a child without intercourse, and that could happen, and a child could happen. And once uh, everybody admits to that, then he jumps off into the net of the firefighters. That's the story, basically. And you, oh. you, under, you understand he doesn't. He doesn't fly up to heaven. No, no, no. But just, that's. But, that's but he really, falls into the net. All right. So that's really. So really, what? And I teach that story when I was teaching high school. I would use that story and teach it and and, and bring out from the students a lot. But it's, it's 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 black on white. It's almost as obvious as the metaphors in Orwell's Animal Farm. But you understand what I'm getting at. 
the, mm-hmm. the, the idea that Judaism has fought with whether it's the Ramban's debates or others, that there is this grayness that we cannot come over. We cannot accept it. The Rambam, as you mentioned before, you didn't say it outright, but the Rambam uh, labeling Christianity a Vodazara Mamish. Islam is terrible for us because, uh, you know, the, 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 and Muhammad might have been nuts calling him the Meshuga, the, the Rambam, but it's, it's closer to pure Amuna than almost anything else. However, Christianity, the Rambam felt, had a din of Avedizara, and their wine would be usher as real Yayin Nesach, etc. Um, that is, as you know, the opinion of many that, uh, you know, it was softened as the Enlightenment uh, developed because we didn't want people to hear that. But even the Tzemach Tzedek, who was writing in the middle of, the, of that period, of that scholar period, writes specifically the, that, that, that Christianity still has a din of Avedizara Mamish. And yet, Nelson, um, many of those principles that we label Avodazara really find, I think, very distinct parallels within our own Jewish mystical thought. Yeah. <laughs> right? and, and, and very important distinctions also. Um, to, look, to begin with, we're always talking about Kabbalah and, and, you know, there's the contents of the world of a world of Atsilos, which is spheres, which is partsufim, which is personalities, which is names, which are midos, all of, all of these things, okay? And sometimes um, it's easy to lose the, the one thing that makes it all not kfira, okay? And that is that you're not talking about things that really are. You're not talking about things that really exist. You're talking about dimensions of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's self-disclosure okay it's dimensions of revelation and i guess i guess the best you know the best metaphor that i have for it is if you if you imagine an actor who can get on stage and you know he can he can be king lear and he can be hamlet and he can be othello you know and and uh and when he gets home he's he's going to be a father to his children and a husband to his wife and a teacher to his students and a student to his to his teacher and all of these, all these different characters that we that we have, each one is limit. It has its own sense of limitation, but in truth, it's the same person. It's the same person in all the manifestations, and and in that same sense, you know, and and to an infinitely greater extent, anything that we encounter in Oil Matzilus exists as an extension of the Ein Saif, and it's Batul and Mavutal, it's self-nullified in the Ein Saif, it's only existence is in order to allow HaKadosh Baruch Hu to have a relationship and a kind of Hishabrus and a kind of commonality with limited creatures. And that's what it's, that's what it's there for. If you, take, if you take away the worlds and you take away us, Oila Matsilos has has simply simply collapses back into a Kadosh Baruch Hu. So to some extent, and I know the Rebbe Kamarna says this in, in quite a few places, that we are the ones that maintain actually the Oila Matsilos itself. If you didn't have the counterweight of of Yisrael being in the world needing to have this Dvekus with the Kadosh Baruch Hu, Matsilos would would collapse into itself and be gone because there's nothing, there's really nothing there other than other than a Kadosh Baruch Hu. Right. So if you have that, if you have that concept of Ein Seif, which is the achdus that binds the world of Atzilus together into an absolute achdus, 
right? That's the that's the core of of uh, of you know of emunas That's that's where we come from. And within that achdus, we can allow ourselves to talk about this manifestation, that manifestation. You know, zeranpin and malchus and and uh, and uh, a right hand and a left hand and an eye and an eye and a nose and a beard. We can we can allow ourselves all of that all of that talking because in the end we realize that we're talking about you know names and midos and manifestations of of, of Hashem's ultimately unknowable self, and they're only there so that we can connect to them, which means to say they have no independent and real existence aside from aside from Hashem's will to disclose Himself. Now. You know, if the if the Christians had that kind of theology, okay, then they wouldn't be Christians, because what they would say about Yeshu would be, first of all, would be true about any one of us. Any one of us could, by being davekim with the Kodesh Baruch we could be a manifestation of divinity. Right? And then, and you don't even have to be born from a virgin in order in order for that to happen. All you have to do is to be in the world and exist and 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 seek. Seek oneness with Hashem. Right. So that would be something that you don't need, you know, that you don't need a Yeshu to give you. But part of the place where Christianity becomes distorted is because they are fixated with Yeshu in a sense that he is something that I am not, that you are not, that nobody else possibly is. He has to remain all the time completely unique because Christianity whether Yeshu meant this or not, of course, who knows what Yeshu actually meant. But the way that he's taken is that, you know, he says, I am the light and the way, or, you know, I am the Alpha and the Omega. It's, it's all me, basically. It's all, it's all me, okay? I'm not here to teach you anything. I'm not here to give you a doctrine. I'm not here to teach you a path. I'm here to tell you, hey, it's all me. So, you know, there's nobody in our tradition, even though we've had some very charismatic teachers and we've had some you know, we had some people that, you know, we go visit their graves and, and we and we idolize them and we and we even uh, I know I wouldn't want to say we talk to them, but uh, but we we feel we feel connected to our tzaddikim, right? But it is it's it's never to the point where you would say this one and nobody else. If it's true for him, it has to be true potentially for a tzaddik or a rebbe, okay, that offers you no Torah. At least no Torah that anybody has ever really been able to to understand. Okay, he, offer, he offers you no Torah. He just offers you his leftover gefilte fish and his shrine and his kegel and 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 you can uh, you can you can love me. You can connect to me. I'm here. Believe in me, and that's it. We don't have any rebbies like that. Okay? We have rebbies that 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 in the end when the rebbe goes. Life goes on because the Rebbe has left us a path and a teaching and a and a derech in lima de Torah and that and that we can follow, right? And that means that in the end, all of us have that chance to be to experience the light of the Ein Saif, to be the manifestation in this world of of the of the Ein Saif's self disclosure, right? And that's not Christianity, okay? Enough about the various Protestant splinter groups. Um, that there are many that sort of downplay um, the historical Jesus and really speak more in terms of God. And, you know, they, they use the, the Misholim of the, of the Bible as a springboard to speak about God 
in more abstract forms. Um, and, and, and therefore, many of those have made common cause with Jews throughout. You know, again, there was there might have been inherent anti-Semitism in certain places, but there was a certain common cause that was able to be made, whether it was the rabbis talking together on a sermonette or a common cause against abortion or other things. There has been a way to un-Jesusify the church. That it wasn't, yes, it, it was more about the one compassionate creator of everything. And they have been able to find, in many cases, as the magazine First Things and other uh, places show, a common dialogue with very orthodox and, and maybe even Kabbalistically minded Jews. And so I, I think you might be painting Christianity with too uh, narrow of a brush when you refer to strict Catholicism. I think there are, uh, you know, and, and many of them, as you know, from the Shakers and the, and the, and, and, uh, the Mennonites and the Quakers and the, and, and, and the Amish, many of them really sort of use the biblical verses as just a, uh, uh, you know, a, a, a springboard to new spirituality that is occurring within their own lives. They don't actually look at scriptures with the same sense of holiness that their Catholic brothers or their Catholic semi-co-religionists do. They, 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 they zero in on a monotheistic faith and they, they talk consistently about finding godliness within themselves uh, in, in a constant way. So again, I, 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 I am not here to be a, uh, a Christian apologist. That's not my case. Uh, again, I, it's not for me to look at Christianity today and call it a Vodazar or not. That's not a psaac that I, that I would say I could give, that I have the power to give. But all I'm saying is, is that like Ozzy, me and you, Nelson, know about many um, uh, paradoxes, like, like a God becoming something that would be the antithesis, antithesis of God. So, you know, I, and, 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 and we would probably, if we would have Ozzy Freeman in our class and he would ask us, is it so impossible for God to have a, a child be created without intercourse? We would say, no, of course, God can be playing all sorts of moves, right? We would have said, we, would have, we wouldn't have slapped Ozzy. We wouldn't have said no. That's the border between us and and and, and, and Christian. No, you're right. You're well. You're right. You're right about that. Also, I mean, I'm an ex-army chaplain, so I have lots of familiarity with all sorts of Christian groups. I mean, I'm I'm really very very familiar with with what goes on, and you have to be you have to be subtle when you're looking at at Protestant groups. You have, certainly have some Protestant groups for whom, you know, they never ask themselves too much. Christology type hakiris. Okay, you know they're not they're not there. They, however, they look at they they look at Jesus being and you know, he was somebody really important and he taught us something and he's, you know, and, and they don't even ask themselves whether he was a navi or a mashiach or a, or a, or a, or a, or, a, or a, what did you call him a demigod? You know, they, they don't they they're not they're not even there. Okay, and and really when you get right down to it, okay, they're you know they they believe in hashem and and you know somehow or another the the uh 
the, the stories that they tell about Yeshu is, helps them connect to Hashem. So, yeah, you know, you're not going to find a lot of Avaidazar there. I, I wouldn't advocate uh, considering their wine, Yai, and Nesach, you know? But, uh, but on the other hand, you'd be surprised how, uh, you know, for, you know, for many of the Protestant, uh, many of the Protestant groups, uh, the idea of this, you know, the, the meaning of the sonship of Jesus and, and what he, and what he allegedly was, is a very, very real thing. And so the issue of Avaidazar is still, I think, uh, quite, quite plausible. Um, you know, and then you have, of course, we have also the uh, the more the Ashkenazi uh, opinions about uh, Christianity not being avodizar because they were simply mishatef davar acher. But but you know, if you really pursue that to the Orthodox, it's a little bit closer to understanding that there's this. You know, the the achtus apshuta is a higher reality than the than the manifestations, but it's still not. Um, you know they have to, they have to, uh, you know, continue to believe that the that the triad or the Trinity are three completely separate, you know, two three completely separate entities, and and that's it. So, um, a reading of, of this Rambam and and whether whether it really is um, uh, again it obviously reflects the Rambam's own sense of what Christianity was and how he saw the world developing. But here's the Rambam uh, in the, at the end of. So, uh, we'll, we'll take it halacha by halacha. Um, so let's let's start with halacha ches, tes, yud, yud aleph, yud beis, and yud gimel. So I'll I'll, I'll start with halacha ches. Ve'im yamod melech mi beis David, hoge b'torah, va'osik b'mitzvos k'david ovid. A king arises from the Davidic line, who. Actually, as you can see, the Rambam, the main thing is his his ability to to understand Torah and, and being involved yeah, in mitzvahs, to learn Torah and to be osig in the mitzvahs like David himself. But exactly according to the Mesorah of Torah Bitko, And he forces all yeah, of his Force is a good thing according to the Rambam. Yes. Forcing somebody to do good things is right. absolutely acceptable according to the Rambam, yeah. right? To to walk in the ways of the Torah and to make sure to, to make sure everything to check its its places where it might be in some ways deficient. Hashem, and he will fight the wars of the Lord somehow. You can assume that that person who's been so successful is probably Mashiach. Now, He's presumed to be Mashiach. A presumption. And he's able to, and again, despite Labavitch's reading of this, he's able to actually conquer those nations around him. He's actually able to engage in warfare and somehow through battle, able, and that's what he meant by war, right? he's able to somehow conquer the nations around Israel and build the base of Mikdash and keep it in its place. In, right, in where, its place, in its not place. someplace else, but where it is, where it's supposed to be. And then a clarion call goes out for for all the diaspora to come. That is the Messiah. That's the anointed one. That's the real Mashiach. Okay, take a look at this. 
If he has not been successful yet, or he has been killed. We know that this is not the one that the Torah has promised us. He's like any one of the other um, good and upright kings of the house of David um, that died. And Hakadosh Baruch Hu only allowed him, only set him up in order to test the many. As it says, from those that are enlightened, there will be those that fail. Litzrof Baham to what's the word? Litzrof. Um, you know, when you boil up metal to get out the dregs, to refine them, <laughs> to, to refine, refine them. them. Right to lo- to refine them, ulvarer vilaben, and to and to sort them and to whiten them, ad eskets until the until the time of the end, kiod lemoed because there is more time to the time. So so here, what the Rambam was saying is that this man who probably believed he was Mashiach too, because you know people were telling him, hey, you might be Mashiach, this might be the Messianic age, but unfortunately, it didn't work. Um, that was an asoyan that was testing us, testing us, right. testing us in what way to see if we would not throw in the towel after he died. Right. right. Well, what was right. the yeah. test exactly? The test is that, I mean, we, we believed in his message, which was be, you know, keep the mitzvot, not like Jesus, of course, he's going to come to Jesus in the next paragraph, but, but, but to follow him in all the positives that he was doing, uh, to believe in the ideal of what this Mashiach is meant to, to give over. But then when he dies or he's unsuccessful, it's a test for us. Are we still behind his message even though he's dead? Is that the way you understand the Rambam? Um, I would understand the Rambam actually as whether we are able to avoid developing too much of a personality cult about this Mashiach. Now, there is, even after the king dies, okay, there's still Tyre, there's still the Derech and Avodah Hashem, all of that, all of that remains, right? And, and uh, I mean, the fact that the king tried and failed doesn't mean that he was a good king. I mean, it doesn't mean that he wasn't a good king. And that's one of the things that the Rambam is certainly trying to put over. And he's, tr- he's trying to address the issue of, of uh, Bar Kokhba, who was a very successful king until he, until he failed. So we now have to believe that Bar Kokhba was a Mashiach Sheker, that he was a, you know, some sort of Satan, some sort of, you know, demon in, in, in regal clothing. What are we supposed to, what are we supposed to say of a Mashiach that tries and fails? Is he a faker? Was he a phony? Was he a liar? And the Rambam says, no, he was a good king. He tried to do what he tried to do what the Melch Yisrael ought to do. Okay, it didn't work, but that's okay because this these kind of things happen. There's always more time until you get to the end of time. And, and, okay? and so don't get and, and don't get caught, discouraged if you. And that 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 period is the Rambam calls that tziruf. In other words, there's the tziruf of the Kura Barzel of Mitzrayim. Which might also, right. which might also have been the case with these messianic figures like Bar Kokhba. That, of course, when he was when he died, the Hadrianic persecutions increased to a point of almost a bursting point. He might be, he, he might mean that when he says Litzarif Bahen, Lavarulabin, but he also might mean, as you say, the psychological difficulty of dealing with 
of, of, of not being accomplished, still holding forth in your Amuna and not giving in to the iconism of, of believing in the dead Rebbe, whatever it is, right? That's, that might also be right. the same. Okay, so now we come to the next or- and of course, this was taken out of most editions of the Rambam until recent times. Even Jesus, who believed that he would be the Mashiach, right? This is the way the Rambam has it, that there was this man, and he believed that... He Maybe would... he imagined Dima. Yeah, right, Dima right. Yes, I understand. He, he, it was part of what he felt, you know, right? Um, and, 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 and it was him and maybe others, Vinerag, Bebezdin, but the Sanhedrin, through their machinations, were able to kill him, which was properly, because he was a Mashiach, he was a Novi Sheker. It was a Mesus of Midiach. Yes. Kfarnas Nababo Daniel, the same Daniel in that same parak also wrote about him. Shinemar Uvenei Paritze Amcha Yinasu. The children of the Pritzayamcha, the ones who who burst the the the, the borders, the Pushtakim, the Prasta, the ones that were the, the, the rash and 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 uh, ribald ones, impulsive ones, the Pritzim, Yinasu, they will somehow lift themselves up, they will be haughty, Muhammad Chazon, to say that they had prophetic experiences. And their prophetic experiences were telling them things. And what will happen? And they would also stumble and fail. And the Rambam says, Is there any greater mikshal than Christianity, than, than Jesus and what happened after him? When we see in our prophets, when they speak about the Messiah, they speak about a Messiah that redeems Israel and saves Israel. And brings all the disparate parts of Israel together, and, 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 and puts them all together, unifies them in strengthening of all the mitzvahs. And this Jesus, in his name, caused Israel to be almost decimated by horrible killings by the sword. And the ones they didn't kill, they, they exiled to, to all different ends of the earth, so it were, and to consistently put them, in a, put them down. And to also pretty much take our Torah, not to be Machazic Torah, but to, to, to supplant it with some other uh, feely, touchy Torah. And most of the world, the Rambam was aware, most of the civilized world that he was aware of have now somehow become enthralled to the Christian idea, la'avod eloha, to serve a god, mi adonai, but not our god. And again, right. this is where he says, so go ahead. And I, I, think, I think the context here also is somewhat that he's contrasting the, the good king that fails and the and the um, and the false Mashiach that fails, but what a failure that is! It's not just it's not just a failure of, you know, like I'm trying to do the right thing, but I fail. It's also a fail a failure which undoes everything that could still exist in terms of a belief foundation for Ami Israel. Okay, so that's so he he means to say no. The Sieshu Hanotsri is is uh, is not a good character. 
He's not a good king that didn't make it. Okay. Aval, still, the thoughts of the creator of the world, no human being has the ability to attain them. Our ways are not his ways. Neither our thoughts are his thoughts. All the things having to do with this Yeshua Hanotri and, and with the Arab guy that came after him. These are ways of paving the road for the King Mashiach and to prepare the entire world to worship Hashem together. Shenemar, as it says, I will change for the nations, give them a clear language. So that they can all call out the name of Hashem and to worship Him with one shared desire. Shechem being made literally a shoulder. Yeah, so so again, here the Rambam is saying that, uh, you know, we're talking about Muhammad, of course, that, mm-hmm. um, that this, the Rambam looks at the world and he sees that the major religions, the ones that are, that are uh, dominant in the civilized world are Christianity and Islam. And he says that this, that the world has now been dominated by these two religions and their ideas is really God behind the scenes getting the world ready for the true Mashiach, right? To get now. You can hear hear the Rambam, I think, burvorning the person who asks, but but wait a second. No, like if if we're really the, if we're really the true keepers of the Torah, or if we have our we have a true Torah, how is it that all that these two other religions have taken over our thunder, and have conquered the world, and we are just hanging around like some sort of negligible, despised or tolerated remnants of something? How does how does this work? How does this work? The question the Khazar, the Melech Khazarim asks Yehuda Levi exactly. So, Ketzad, how, how is this true, the Rambam says? Really, the idea of a Mashiach, of a savior, of a human being who is able to bring us all together, everyone knows about that idea. And and even the idea of a testament of, of, of God coming down at Sinai, that there are certain ideas that God gave over to a group of people that they commands that they needed to fulfill and um that there is a, 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 a that god can relate to humans and tell them what he wants even though as we said before you know the christianity says well man failed in that and we reject them and there's no way we could be part of that but people know about that <laughs> even the farthest islands the missionaries have gotten there. The people, even in these far islands out there, who knows, in the Mediterranean, who knows where the Rambam is thinking about. But down in these islands, wherever they are, there are places where that idea has spread. And there's all these people that are these savages, these people who, who, who are basically, the, the, which is what Islam did in terms of its conquering going to places where uh, the people were so uh, primitive. 
And from being these crass pagans, they actually talk about what's in the Bible, in the Quran. So, so some say, you know, what was said in the Old Testament, they, they were true, and God did say them, but we don't have to do it today. Because we were more enlightened. But those things were true. There was a, a thing about not eating pig, whatever it was. The Loa, you know, and we don't have to fulfill them anymore. There's others that say, that really, you have to read the Bible, like a Christian mystic would, as all allegorical. That even the commands that are in the Bible, it doesn't mean that the Bible or the Torah is somehow uh, obsolete. Those things now need to be like a Sabbatean reinterpreted in a different way, an allegorical way. The Anum Kipshutan, it doesn't really mean wool and linen, right? That's a metaphor for something else. It doesn't, right? Ukvar Bo Mashiach. And the Mashiach has already come. Vigila Nistareim. And we have a, a tradition from whoever this Mashiach is. What, how to read the Torah in allegorical ways. So the Ram says, this is what's well, happening. That was, a, that was a big deal in the, in the um, early church. You know, the, the idea that there is a, uh, that you, there's a covenant of the flesh and a covenant of the spirit. So, you know, with their, with their basic typography, whenever they worked the typography, we were always on the losing end of it. So we have the covenant of the flesh. So we think we need to do mitzvahs, mysias. You know, we need to do the, the actual tangible reality of the mitzvahs. But the real, you know, the real covenant is the covenant of the spirit. So, the, so that's where all, all the allegorical readings come in, you know. Okay. And, um, so why don't you finish this off here in the last hello? Okay. When the King Mashiach will come for real, and he will be successful, he will be uplifted and uh, exalted. They will all come back and they will know that they had, that their ancestors had caused them to inherit lies. And that their prophets and their ancestors had caused them to go astray or tricked them or, you know, Misguided them. So, I mean, can he wrote saying? So, you know, Umbam's rational approach to to history and ideas, and also his exalted, elevated view of of the potential of man and the possibilities. In other words, the rational thing is, the Rambam is confronted with the same thing he says in Moranavuchet. How could it be that we were we had crusades and death and slaughters and killings? Uh, the world is, is, is almost ninety percent, ninety five percent against us, antagonistic. Oh, but the logical Rambam answers the question in a way because of the bastardization of the Torah that occurred. At least the idea of a God, the idea of uh, of, of the Bible, and the Bible is still preserved. And the verses, they might be considered obsolete, but they're still part of a testament. And therefore, now that when the truth comes, it's going to be a lot easier. We'll snap our fingers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we remember that part. Yeah, that was the part that we, that was, oh, that's, oh, that's what Isaiah meant. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was in Leviticus. Oh, yeah, that was true. Now we're seeing all that. So in other words, and therefore the Rambam's logical side says, you see, had that not happened, had Christianity not really been this 
the bastard's child of Judaism and preserve Judaism as its antagonist, then even at least we existed in some place. We might have been the, the villain that you wanted to boo for, but we definitely had a role. And because of that, we were not, the worst would have been to be forgotten. The worst would have been the complete elimination of Timcha, Zecher, Ayadus, and all the psukim. It's good that we were still out there as the punching bag, because at least people knew what, what you know, and now that they realize the truth, they can now, they, they are at least familiar enough with us as the enemy to now, to now somehow flip yep. and accept it. Now, I'm saying that, that, we, that, that the ideas are there. True, they are, they are scoffed at. They're considered irrelevant, or, or we, or, 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 but at least the structure is there. And now once the real Mashiach comes, you know, there, there can be acceptance. Doesn't necessarily mean that they're all going to become Jews, and, and, and live the life of the Torah, but they will now see that all is true. Again, this is the Rambam's case for right. why God has allowed this to happen. It doesn't seem, though, I mean, and then we can end with this. The, the Rambam is obvious. It's beautiful to learn the Rambam together, but the Rambam doesn't seem to really, um, you know, when he talks about Christianity, he does not seem to refer to what we've been talking about, which is, of course, the divinity uh, the complete divinity. He does call it a vote. He does say that and to serve a God who isn't God, that is true, which is this Jesus icon or whatever, this Trinity or this triumvirate. But um, the Rambam believes that that's going to be able to be easily rejected uh, once Mashiach comes. And whatever you know, theological mistakes they made, God will be able to bring you know, this achtus of humanity, as, 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 as he talks about, you know, the achtus. Of That's everything. what he says. All right. Let's yeah. hope so. All right, Nelson. We'll see you next time. Take, Take care. care. Okay. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. Thank you.